Hey guys, I'm David. In this episode, Bryce Marshall and I talk about the need to be right, being in between projects, and unexplained phenomena. I hope you enjoy. It's a little weird going first. I know, you don't get to be like, well, all right. <laughs> now it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I never well, know how to, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, I need to come up with a better way to just transition, like think ahead at least enough to where I know what to say when I start instead of, well, uh, <laughs> well, it's my turn now. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll jump into it. Um, <laughs> kind of had a few things I wanted to talk about. Not sure how related they are. Uh, I think the, the first one, you know, last week's episode was the first episode I re-listened to multiple times, not the not from beginning to to end, mm. but I think I, I mentioned in our group chat that I, I listened to that vaccine, the, the part where we talked about the vaccine a few times because I was just interested. It was really interesting to re-listen to because I think it, it, it spoke a lot to our personalities, what we said. Or didn't and, say. <laughs> or didn't say. <laughs> and... Also, the compassion part, mm. Marshall's topic about compassion, that was probably the most cringe uh, cringe stuff that I've, I think I've personally said, looking, like, re-listening to it, especially the part where I was like, um, what did I say? I, I, start, I said something about, like, wanting everybody to reach their full potential, <laughs> and I think <laughs> what I think I I still believe what I was trying to say, but the way I said it was just super cringe. Mm -hmm. Like Ty Lopez kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I need. I want everybody to reach their full potential. <laughs> it's like really, yeah. Cringe is the only way I can describe it. <laughs> um, it's all good. It just made me realize that I think when I'm at my best, it's probably when I'm just letting things flow a little bit and not being so rigid with my beliefs. But then when I get into this rigid way of thinking and I'm trying to like, over, like analyze things and be really analytical about um, rules and how I, how I, think about different ideas i think that's when it kind of um i think that's when i'm at my worst probably and mm. you know we've had a lot of conversations now and i feel like the best conversations are when we're just kind of flowing and just letting each other talk and listening and asking good questions and being honest about mm. the topics and how we feel about the topics and I feel like when we're at our worst or definitely when I'm at my worst is when I'm trying to create rules mm -hmm. and like be really black and white about things. Oh, everybody needs to get the vaccine or uh, you should never donate money to homeless people because they won't reach their full potential. If you, if you give them money, it's like, ah, uh, why <laughs> that, that mm. just, that's, that's not really the person I want to be. Mm -hmm. And David, I, I kind of really just wanted to get your thoughts. Obviously, I want to get your thoughts too, Marshall. But 
out of the three of us, David, you seem like you're you're the least likely to be black and white about something. Like at least that's how you strike me. <laughs> Very intentional. <laughs> like I I since since we've been friends, I don't think you've ever been like a zealot about one thing. You've never been like, oh, you gotta buy Bitcoin or you gotta, uh, you know. I can. There's been a hundred times where I've been a zealot about something. Mm-hmm. It's a great word for it. <laughs> I mean, that feels but, so negative. But like you, you've never been like, oh, you gotta do this or you gotta believe this or you gotta watch this person or you gotta listen to this guy or you gotta go here or you gotta do the you know mm-hmm. I'm always like that or I definitely have the tendency to do that and I don't think it's a really I don't think it's a great trait so yeah I'd love to hear your thoughts on on that I mean I don't know I feel like you might be you might be a little too hard on yourself and this may sound cringy when we listen to it again, but I, <laughs> I can't think of another word other than passionate. <laughs> I think you're just like passionate about things. And there's definitely, you know, there's, there's a, you know, goodness behind that. You know, I think you and I would be a good, um, like a married couple or something, you know, because like you come at it from this way and I come at it from that way. <laughs> Balance each other out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I think back, I, I feel like and anytime looking in hindsight, it's so easy to want to like, you know, I, I do it to myself. Like, I'll you know, kick, kick myself, like thinking, oh, like, why didn't I? you know, come at it from this angle or it just sounds like it's just, it's, it's frustrating and it's easy to kind of beat yourself up over, over things like that. Um, Have you always been like that though? Like not taking a hard stance on, on issues that are usually issues that you take a hard stance on i think i think it stems from just me uh being i mean i've always been like curious and i've always listened over over like speaking and yeah i've just always ever since i was young i would always ask people questions like I remember being in the at the orthodontist when I was younger and I would just always ask them like what's this like what what's this used for like what's the purpose of this thing or that thing or just be very intrigued (laughs) and because like I don't I don't know and maybe that's my fault my, my fault um because uh, I don't feel confident in, you know, taking a firm stance. I don't even know if it's taking a firm stance, but like, I guess I've always felt more comfortable listening than 
taking that leap, you know, like you do more often and, and coming at something with a, you know, certain angle or whatever. It's my safe space, I guess. <laughs> so and I don't, don't think like <laughs> this, I'm like at some like higher level or anything. <laughs> I'm just, I just prefer, I just prefer like listening, which is weird because I'm doing this podcast with you guys. <laughs> do you, I don't know, did that you, answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listening and being a good listener. I think that's, it's probably half the battle or more than half the battle. Do you have like uh, strong beliefs <laughs> on, on any issues? Uh, I mean, obviously that's a super general question, but maybe anything pop up like that you would fight somebody over or that you would be really fiery about if, if, if somebody argued with you, if somebody argued the other side. Um, I mean, probably just like obvious things, you know, like, like it, it's okay to like, just like murder somebody or something. <laughs> I mean, cause even like, even in within my family or friends, like there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of, um, you know, not like saying that somebody's, you know, a flat earther or like believes in Bigfoot or, or whatever, but like there's a, an amount of skepticism, you know, mm-hmm. with a lot of things. So while I may have a, a belief that <laughs> may seem obvious, like that the earth is round or whatever, I, I still find it very interesting to, you know, let people speak their piece or mm. opinion about it, even though it may seem so stupid. It's like, well, you know, it's like, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. Do I need to be a scientist? I don't know. But I, I like to let, you know, I like to listen, basically. It all stems from me liking to listen. So, <laughs> Yeah, what, what you just said, that's, I, th- I find that so admirable. Oh, it's not. <laughs> because like, by, by, I have to really be, um, I have to really be conscious in that situation not to, tell the person that they're wrong you know i i I have to really (laughs) be a like stop myself from trying to prove to if i disagree with somebody i really have to like pull myself back now and Mm -hmm. i don't know if you know it's 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 complicated because on one side i want to be honest and say what's on my mind but at the same time i I don't want to assume that I'm right and, <laughs> you know, be that person either who, mm-hmm. you know, has to be no, a lawyer and it. argue your case <laughs> all the time. I mean, yeah, that's social media, right? These days, <laughs> like to, 
to be able to like listen to somebody when you completely agree disagree <laughs> and your whole body's like shaking with rage. <laughs> I totally get that. Um so that's something that just comes natural? I yeah, I mean I wouldn't call it admirable. I, I could argue that, you know, being admirable is speaking up about things, you know. It may just come from it may just, you know, it depends on the the perspective of the of the person, right? Well, I think it's I guess one feeling that I have is maybe it's better to be humble and assume that you're wrong or that you could be wrong and that the other person could be right, even if their beliefs seem very wrong or seem very extreme. Mm -hmm. Maybe just start with the perspective that you could be wrong about your own beliefs. Yeah. Or just how could the other person be right? Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. That's why my mind always gets rocked when I think people talk about politics because nobody is, you know, very aloof <laughs> there, mm. you know, they're either a, a CNN person or a Fox person or whatever. And so it's just like, I'm, I would almost rather talk about something else, but then at the same time, if, you know, they're heated about something. It, you know, what are you going to do? Tell them to like, shut up. It's not really going to, you know, I don't think that's the the right way to go about it. But yeah. <laughs> that's why I, I, I kind of think that anytime I engage in these conversations where I'm trying to discover the right answer, maybe that's not even a conversation worth having. Does that make sense? Like you're, any, like you're digging like, for like an the, answer. Like the compassion topic that we had last week. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it was a super complicated topic, I think. And when we're trying to analyze it and come up with this black and white answer that we can apply to this complicated topic, I just feel like that's when I'm personally at my worst. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What, how do you feel about it, Marshall? Well, I'm actually the opposite of you in that this past episode was the first episode that I haven't listened to yet. Mm. Mm. And part of that is just I haven't really been listening to podcasts as much lately. But I did think about it quite a bit. And as the, the compassion part, number one, it seems like it's going to be sort of messy. So maybe having a, a recording of it that's public <laughs> and then saying that that's going to be a good, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, we don't know and we're trying to figure it out. And even like this conversation here, we're trying to figure things out. So there's going to be things that are said that aren't what we aren't our best selves. <laughs> yeah, well, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there because you like the, the language figure it out. I think that's when I'm at my worst. Yeah, is when, when I'm you're trying, trying to figure, figure, stuff figure out. something out and come up with an answer mm -hmm. and then grasp mm -hmm. onto that answer as something that's holy and that now I have the answer. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm 
I think it's better when I just have a conversation that this is how I'm feeling about this and stop there. I heard somebody recently call it jamming. Like let's, <laughs> you know, jam on this topic for a little bit. <laughs> and I like that because it's, I, I play music. So jamming has certain connotations there, but it puts it in a different perspective than an argument or a debate or a, mm. all these other words that we use to, you know, figure out, discover, you know, all these different <laughs> words that sort of imply that there's going to be a resolution mm. when sure there might be some resolution, but it's sort of, it's just kind of sitting with the tension and playing with it, playing with it. The other thing I was going to say is, what I definitely remember thinking back and have thought back on that topic is that there were things that I said that I don't actually believe are true, <laughs> but in the conversation, I'll present them as though they are true or as though I believe them. And in a way, it's dishonest of me to, to do that, but I think I do that somewhat frequently, kind of playing the devil's advocate, because in my mind, that's how I do that you know, that process. And so <laughs> sometimes it, it's, I know it's frustrating for people and maybe even for you in that conversation too, but just in general, sometimes it's frustrating because I'll say things that I'm, it's like, I'm trying it out. Mm. And, um, I mean, we've talked about this with, you know, the Bitcoin conversations where you're talking about something, Bryce, and I'm just like throwing a bomb into the conversation. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I think it's how I think. So in turn, it's also sort of how I talk, but I don't know if that's a good way to really go about it. But it, it was something that came to came to mind when we were talking about that conversation, because it, yeah, it's, it's not that they, yeah, it's not that I'm like purposely lying, if that makes sense, but I'm, I'm saying a statement that I don't know if this actually is how I think about it. Maybe it is right then, mm. <laughs> but resolution is a really good word yeah it's like i want a resolution on these types of conversations like a final answer <laughs> right <laughs> that's your final answer like no there's never a final answer <laughs> like a bow at the top of a gift <laughs> exactly <laughs> everything to be super neat but yeah like you said marshall messy is it usually becomes messy when you try to tie it up with a bow yeah i think if you're one way then even just for an experiment try try the other way you know mm -hmm. and that works for me too like you know i should you know maybe be more you know forceful about some not forceful i don't you know i don't know how to put it but pretty much the opposite of how i i typically am just uh yeah like you don't want to be passive but you don't want to be the zealot mm -hmm. who refuses to listen to to anyone <laughs> that can be uh a uh an accountability thing <laughs> for a week so when you get excited about something do you stop and tell yourself okay maybe this isn't the best thing ever Me? like like yeah or or marshall mm. well, let's say bitcoin again 
you know, it's something I'm super excited about. And right now it's a bull market. So everyone's excited about it and everybody looks like a genius and it's just a, a weird environment, weird space. When you come across something like that, do you get super excited about it? And like, oh, this is, this is going to save humanity and everybody needs to buy Bitcoin <laughs> and everybody needs this. You know, every, my, my thought is like, everybody should do this. Everybody should, should participate. Um, is that how yeah. your mind works? Maybe not that extreme. Like it's the, the cure for cancer or something. <laughs> well, not just, you know, not just Bitcoin, but, but anything. You yeah. Know, you, like, I know you for experiment sure, with, with diet, dieting and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's another thing that I've done a million times when I found the perfect diet or everyone should be a vegan or everyone should eat keto or, you know, I I've been that person many times before. And I know you've, you've experimented with things like that. Do you feel like you need to prophylize How do you say that word? Prophylize about proselytize proselytize about, about things. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, I think we all do. Um, like the breathing technique, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, it, I don't know that it was like, you know, the first time it was like, oh, this is, you know, it's a gift from God or something, but yeah, it was like after a short while of, of trying and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this forever. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I did, you know, I told my family about it and some of them started doing it and they're like yeah this is pretty sweet but yeah i mean um i don't know it wasn't like one way or the other like super crazy just uh yeah i mean but i i do i do get very excited about things as Mm. as how you explained for sure i think everybody does I guess the difference would be uh, how much action is taken. I may get excited about a lot of different things, but then not take action on them. Hmm. Whereas you will, you know, execute something you're excited about. And, uh, you know, even the recent things that, that we, that have popped up that, uh, we talked about in our, our group chat, um, I see that and I'm like, man, this is scary a little bit, but, (laughs) but who knows? I mean, you know, there's going to be, you know, winners and losers and I think it'll be like a roller coaster personally, (laughs) but I admire you for taking chances like that because I would never do, I don't, I don't think I would ever do things like that. Maybe not now at least. So, but the things you do take action on, you do want to uh, spread spread the good news. Yeah, if it's something that I am behind and have had personal experience, um, like feeling it, and you know the success of something, mm. um, yeah to the you know and if somebody 
argued with you like against whatever you felt so passionate about how would you respond mm-hmm. like if somebody said keto sucks and you should eat a lot of carbs <laughs> what would that rile you up uh yeah sure mm-hmm. for sure i i mean that's the thing like something something may rile me up more inside uh than how i show it on the outside um but i don't know i i used to i used to really love like arguing for the sake of arguing before Mm -hmm. um me too yeah it's like my parents were like dude you'd be an awesome lawyer (laughs) and so I think I said that before here, but, but yeah, um, I might just say something like, you know, you know, give it a try for a week or something like that. But then also if they're like, you know, carbs is good. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm the type of person that would, would, would cut them off. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'd let them speak, speak their piece kind of, and, you know, I don't, I don't think I was always like that, or, or maybe I was. I just, I also enjoy, it just comes back to listening. <laughs> I enjoy listening too, so. Yeah, it's just I have this arrogant streak, you know. Um, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, like I was just having dinner with my family last weekend, and my mom brought up that my sister was having TMJ issues. and headaches and stuff like that and the first thing that came out of my mouth was oh you need to read that book um the mind body prescription it's all in your head and uh, tmj isn't real and you 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 just need to deal with your mental issues and then your tmj will go away it's like jesus christ why am i so arrogant and think that i have all of the answers and need to prescribe maybe things that have worked for me onto other people all the time, especially my family. And nobody's innocent when it comes to that. I'm, I'm very similar. (laughs) Just saying you're not alone. (laughs) There's definitely a network effect to advice sharing or let's not call it advice sharing, just sharing things that have worked for you like even if you had shared it in a very non-prescriptive but more descriptive way for yourself like oh i had a similar issue and i don't even that sounds pretty prescriptive but anyway (laughs) when somebody else gets that information if it works for them then now not only are they better off because they're healthier let's say in this case but they're also like you have a stronger connection now somehow because now you 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 kind of have this oh this person was able to provide some sort of help for me so you know as opposed to hurting them as opposed to saying oh you should go you know slip and fall on a skateboard or (laughs) whatever like they're slightly better off so the more of those little things that happen then there's that incentive to keep doing that i I just don't want to assume that i have the answers and i'd rather approach it like David is describing where in that situation, maybe if I think that I have the answers, 
to start by trying to understand and asking questions and um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is real. Maybe, maybe what I experienced before is not the same thing that they're experiencing. Maybe, yeah, like just, just, well, what's that? Is it Stephen Covey, the seven habits book? seek to understand first or something like that yeah i think there's probably some wisdom behind that yeah i think that that's about all i wanted to talk about thanks for listening thanks for talking (laughs) some good questions (laughs) very good i'd like an update later (laughs) (laughs) that's going to be an ongoing one for sure (laughs) yeah it's interesting there's certain themes that end up coming back up (laughs) humility all right well mine uh may or may not be short we'll see but (laughs) i actually didn't have a topic to talk about and part of it is because typically what i've been doing for topics of things that i'm curious about are just things that i'm like working on projects problems i've ran into and this kind of follows along with what you were saying bryce but Over the past month, let's say, sort of through February, but maybe over the last two two weeks or so, um, I haven't been into a specific project. And as a result, I don't have all these sort of questions about it. And I was thinking about it and, you know, I was like, okay, well, there's a million things I can talk about. I'm not the type of person who (laughs) ever has... I, I do have trouble coming up with what to say in certain situations. I'm definitely awkward, but I never have a lack of topics and subjects that I'm interested in or could bring up and talk about. But what I I was really kind of curious about and, and have been thinking about, and especially for this show, and we've talked about it outside of the podcast, but just not trying to make up stuff not trying to find problems where I don't have a problem, not trying to come up with a topic for the sake of this is a podcast, so we should have a topic. And it's that like in between space between projects and it's different. I was like, well, is this the same thing as I was talking about last week of like downtime? (laughs) It's not because like downtime is for me when I was thinking of it, you know, a couple weeks about, about that was, um, it's like in the middle of a normal sort of my normal life where I have these projects that are going on or work or family or different things. And then there's this other downtime that's like at the same time. But then there's these times in your life where you get to these crossroads where um, like I don't have a specific next thing yet or a specific yeah project, let's say. And just being okay with that, like oh okay that's fine Mm. so that's kind of where i'm at and that's all that's all i wanted to say on it it's like i don't you know we can talk about it we can jam on it whatever (laughs) but uh not having it's kind of like the thing that we've talked about before about having like a destination or a goal that you're trying to get to versus being okay with where you're at type thing Mm -hmm. it's like just being okay with being in that middle space and there's things that I'm thinking about and sort of 
eventually that will sort of percolate up to the top and then whatever the next thing is will come up, but not trying to intentionally put something there necessarily. Do you generally feel uh, more positive when you're working on the project? Like compare, um, I'm interested how your, your mood or your um, overall well-being <laughs> compares to when you're dialed into a project versus like right now yeah it's probably <laughs> let's just keep bitcoin as the theme here it probably <laughs> looks like the graph of bitcoin so <laughs> horrible analogy let's let's leave that alone so at the beginning of a project i'm super excited about it you go through there's probably a couple dips in there where i lose some interest but i'm still going through doing pretty well toward the and then it can go two two ways one is it can f like die crash and burn i'm trying to like striving too much type thing um hopefully that doesn't happen too much but when that happens my mood definitely goes down <laughs> mm -hmm. but on the alternative side let's say i finish the project and it goes well or just let's say finishes usually i'm pretty excited about that and pretty up and then i'll go through a stage of having finished the project and there's usually some sort of down in there from the finishing of the project and then we're kind of where i am now where i'm kind of in a i feel great hmm. but if if this went on for too long at some point i start i would start feeling sort of antsy and okay what's the next thing what's the next thing so maybe that's part of what i'm wanting to sort of sit in is just that feeling of not necessarily needing to push for that next thing just like sit and let stuff happen naturally and it usually does how does your for you guys for for me for the last a long time <laughs> forever <laughs> i don't know i've been pretty project focused and i think i've developed that because i do like the sort of rhythm of it We've talked about this before, my personality and how I like working on things, spurts of passion and <laughs> energy, and then maybe changing and going to something else or, or changing how that thing is. Um, but I also get that that's not necessarily normal. <laughs> I feel like that, that is normal. Yeah, I was going to say, like pro having projects. Unless you're, unless I'm missing something. <laughs> so it is pretty normal then. I guess I don't know. Like I, I feel have, like you come across out of touch with it. <laughs> like what do other people do? <laughs> normal in a good way, I should say. I don't know if you feel the same, Bryce. I was just going to say, I feel like it's more normal for, to encounter somebody who tries lots of different things or is, you know. I feel like it's more abnormal to come across somebody who's dedicated to one thing hmm. exclusively for the last 20 years of their life or whatever it may be, or even for the last year of their life, they've just been exclusively working on this and for the foreseeable future, they're going to be working on that. Right. I feel like that's more abnormal. Hmm. Yeah, that probably sounds accurate. I thought that'd be normal in this day and age. 
just because well there's people that have careers Mm. but i don't know if that's the same thing as what marshall's talking about Mm. perhaps there's some crossover yeah maybe that's what i'm thinking of too is just if you like i i typically have some other hobby project let's say Mm -hmm. um as opposed to i don't know yeah you're right i think probably is more unusual to have one thing that somebody's all the time focusing on even though the stereotype is that oh this person's into gardening they're always gardening (laughs) when they have available time to garden or cycling or whatever yeah that is true there are people that have their things like they're always into hunting Mm -hmm. they're always into and then within those different things so let's say somebody's a hunter um you know, they might go through an archery phase or uh, I'm really getting into, you know, knives or I don't know, but different things within that same realm, let's say, as opposed to switching around more. And I don't know that, I don't know. Do you want it to be different or do you enjoy those? Um, Different from how? Or I guess uh, I can answer could any version of that. No, I don't necessarily want it to be different. <laughs> You're content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I, yeah. Chilling. Yeah, I think I I sort of wanted to say it because I think that, um, and maybe this is just me making this up, but I think that people think that I am always working on stuff. Mm. And it comes across that way because when I am working on something, I'm pretty into it, but I'm not always working on stuff. (laughs) I guess I'm interested in like if maybe contrast it with my life. I feel like the way I'm living right now, there's currently a very, you know, there's large goals out in the future, maybe not super distant future, but you know, Like I have these, I don't even know if I'd call them goals, maybe just directions, you know, like we could sell our business for seven or eight figures. So that's a, like a, a, a direction and it could, it it kind of guides you all the time Mm -hmm. or we want to move abroad and we want to, uh, live in three or four countries a year. And so that's a direction and it kind of filters your projects. Yeah. So it's very clear, (laughs) you know, it's easy for me to know if I'm distracted or if I'm doing something that's helping me get to that longer term thing. I'm wondering if that's something you, you want, or if, if you just like the sporadic is sporadic the right word um you know like for the next three months i'm gonna write a book and then i'm gonna take a month off and reevaluate and see what i want to do next and uh maybe start an etsy store and then um after that i'll i'll run a marathon and after that i'll i'll do this yeah having some sort of common purpose i think is definitely important um, I like the word direction, like you said, because I think we, uh, and then you 
point out a direction <laughs> like what you said like that's not a goal that has no like timeline or that has no measurable it's not like a project where you have goals and you have things like that it's more just this is the this is the direction i want to go in um so yeah i i definitely think that that is true i think and true and something that i would i, I do want the um yeah i think about the way that i sort of move forward with things though because my personality and there's like the you can kind of fight against it or you could just kind of go along with it and i think what i've found is just to go along with it seems easier and more effective and that's to have a direction but then i can kind of go up and down through it as far as you know instead of it being like 365 days of you know so much work a day moving in a direction um i'm more like you know 12 hours a day for or whatever you know just making up a number but a lot of hours for a little bit of time and then slow down and go up and slow down um i sort of let my curiosity and what's the word i want to say it starts with an i but whatever the other word is <laughs> let inspiration is what i'm looking for i let the inspiration sort of help me because i know there's a side of of you just do stuff because you're a professional and you just do it <laughs> you know what i mean or you, you just do it because you you need to do it and so there's definitely a side to that but um on more of let's say larger term projects i don't always think of it as like a I think of it very much like project oriented as opposed to like, I'm going to do the same thing over and over again for five years. It's more like, okay, what am I going to do for three months? And then the next three months, is it the same thing? Maybe it is, maybe it's not, you know, but that's how I think of it. I'm still a little confused. Um, whether there's a, a larger filter for how you choose the next projects, or is it just very, um, is it on a web of the inspiration, like where it takes you? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends upon hmm, how, like how big of a filter. I don't know. So like, I'm not trying to move to a different country, so I don't have that version. Right. But I'm trying to, let's say, um, you know, raise great kids. Hmm. So th that's not like a, you know, two year plan as much as it is like a 75 year plan. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's a direction. But within that direction, um, it's not so much a like a like like moving to a different country would be like a two year thing or whatever, you know, however long the process has been. Let's say it's a two year project, let's say um, or, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it, another example, but anyway, let's use that one. Let's say it's let's say it takes two years to figure out, you know, what it takes to go to a different place or or that project. That sort of direction just puts a different timeline on things than like a like a longer term thing of, you know, a career or um all that to say though, I think of long term as in what do I want to have at the end of my life? And I think of three to six to a year plans. I don't think 
as much about five years. So the raising of great kids is, you know, that seems like a pretty big filter, <laughs> a long-term filter. Yeah, yeah. So then within that, that's how you would choose the next project? Yeah, certain things. Yeah, for sure. So the personal project, whatever comes next, how does um, writing the book, like say that was a past project, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that chosen through the filter of I want to raise great kids? Yeah, what's funny is it probably not exclusively, but it definitely like went through that filter also. Mm. So part of it was just because I, yeah, like 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 you're saying, it's more just the inspiration in the moment. Like I've wanted to write, and at some point I was like, well, if I want to write, then and if it's if I'm if I want to write more than blog posts, if I want to write books, then at some point I have to start writing books. And if I'm going to write a book, I was like, this seems like an easy way to get into it because I have all these ideas of writing books that are, I don't want to say more serious, but they're more personal. <laughs> like, I feel like more is on the line of me writing them. So writing a novel about the coronavirus, essentially, uh, seemed like a while not not serious but you know what i mean it, it seemed like a like a easier jumping off point but as i so this is kind of my process right i'm like oh this seems like an interesting idea do i want to do it does it play into like me wanting to write yeah it does i, I want to write more books okay let me do that so there's like that filter of so maybe that's another one like write you know that that might be like a another mm-hmm. one of those sort of into your life type into my life type directions um but then on top of that, or, or through that, like you said, filtering it through kids, part of the reason I think that I had more, well, let's say inspiration or motivation to actually do that project was because um, like the book is about being, it, it's about like fear and really fear and gratitude. And those are two of the like strongest or two of the most important things that I feel like I've wanted to teach my kids or or help my kids through because I think they're the things that fear on the one side is is can be a, a great motivator but it can also be sort of crippling and there were especially at the beginning of coronavirus that's exactly what we were all going through um to to some degree so sort of sorting that out and then gratitude on the side of like it doesn't matter how bad stuff gets like there's still a lot of good stuff that we can appreciate. So that was one of those things for my kids. And then also um, just the, just the thing of being like, yeah, dad's the person who says that he wants to write. And then, Oh, he actually wrote a book. You know what I mean? Like at your, at the end of your life or when your kids are growing up, they can look back and be like, okay, like the one I have for my parents is, when they were like 25 years old, they basically quit everything and moved to Kentucky to start a church. So I've always had that in my mind. Like that's what cool people do. Like they go do the stuff that they believe in. Like they don't just talk about it. I do that all the time. I talk about stuff all the time Then I'm like, yeah, this is a great idea. And then just kind of goes away. And then at the end you sort of regret it. And so I, I guess I wanted to live a life that's an example for my kids of if you think that something's a good idea, like go do it. (laughs) 
Yeah. So anyway, long-winded version, but yeah, it, it did go through that filter along with other filters, but, but, um, that seems super not, helpful. Yeah. Mm. It's not always like a master plan as much as oh, that's why I said, I liked what you said, like direction, because it goes back to playing chess. Like you can think about some of the end game in the beginning, but there's way too many moves between now and then that can change. So I, I don't think it's helpful to think like my 15 year plan, you know, like I want to still be married. You know, I, I want to still like have good relationships with my kids. Um, you know, there's certain things that you want, but I don't know that I can like figure out, <laughs> go back to that word, right? Phrase, how to get to them. So I try to, I try to think of it as directions where they're short, shorter term. It's really interesting to hear you talk about these things because, you know, we've been talking for a while now and that's never come up. It's interesting to explore. I think it'd be interesting to hear you explore that more talk more about those other filters that led to the book, the ones that you think are important, like raising great kids. You know, that's, I feel like that's super cool. And maybe fleshing that out more could be, be useful. Yeah. I think (laughs) it's one of those assumptions and like, that's what you, that's what you get when you make assumptions, right? (laughs) Like I assume things because they're just built into who I am or I don't even want to say they're built into who I am because that's an assumption too, but (laughs) there are these things that I, I believe that I don't necessarily talk about. So people see the stuff that's like, you know, the three month projects or the two month projects, but really the important part is the, like the more deep seated beliefs or directions maybe. Yeah. Personally, I think that's, it's, it makes it, it makes your projects more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a Simon Sinek thing, right? start with why people <laughs> oh. will go along with the project more if they are like hearing like, Oh, okay. So you, you want to build wells in Africa because as a kid or, you know, you had this experience with your mom being very sick or you know whatever it is and, and it's like oh, okay i get it now you're not just like some, not even that you know whatever <laughs> it's not even that it's just since we started doing this podcast the projects that you've you've gone through and that you finished or didn't finish from the outside looking in or it, it there didn't seem to be a consist there didn't mm-hmm. seem to be any real connection between them not an obvious connection but if when you talk about like well actually every behind everything it's it's about my family and you know then it it, it kind of ties everything together more mm-hmm. you know like i wrote the book for my family i started the etsy store for my family i ran the marathon for my family i'm picking up chess for my family like this is all the bigger picture is my family. I think maybe it goes back to me needing everything to have a resolution or to tie everything <laughs> together, but uh, it's, it's, it provides more context. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I could go through I'm trying to think if I've written about this, blogged about this, probably have, but I'm losing track of which ones I've done, but just like a list of filters, you know, or a list of directions or, you know, whatever we want to call those. Because 
I think the challenge is that sometimes they're competing too. Like chess, for instance, has nothing to do with my family. I just like playing chess. Um, I wish that they liked playing chess. I wish that I could teach them how to play chess and like do that. But I don't think really anybody in my family likes playing chess. (laughs) (laughs) My immediate family anyway. Um, so, So you end up with these competing, or I end up with these competing directions where Okay, so one direction is is this way and the other direction is that way. It's a whole other conversation, I guess, of not necessarily resolving them, <laughs> but sorting out, you know, in the moment which ones take precedent or priority. In the moment right now, is it is the next project gonna be family based? Um, or is that going to be the, I don't gui- know the, the guiding. Oh, yeah. I guess you don't know. Yeah, That's I don't know the whole point of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about to open up a can of worms. So I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sort of in that middle. Let's just say there, there's things that I'm thinking about. Like I'm always thinking about, but I think they, they sort of have to bubble up to get to a certain tipping point to where, they make sense because like makes sense in the sense of like, okay, is this something I actually want to work on for an extended period of time? <laughs> what about you, David? You and two? Um, yeah, mine's uh, taking a weird turn, I guess. <laughs> um, my topic is uh, unexplained phenomena. So As in UFOs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, yeah, I think that would fall in that category. And what else is oh, included in that category? Um, just like uh, maybe like ghosts, or even if you know if somebody, you know, like a a Bigfoot situation. I don't know that it would. I don't know that it would be specifically conspiracy theories because I thought about this before. And I was like, what people call conspiracy theories might be a different category than unexplained phenomena, like um, just something that you experienced and you can't you can't explain it. So I guess maybe they would fall together, but in my mind, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about like flat earth or bigfoot or something like that we shot jfk yeah 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 not uh (laughs) is uh, you know osama bin laden still alive (laughs) or maybe not (laughs) tupac tupac is on the island yeah living in sweden yeah yep so yeah i just wanted to talk a little bit about this and i'm curious if um I mean, I'm going to share a little bit, but also I was curious if if some something I say may jog uh, something in your in your memory bank that you may have experienced. So there's a few a few things that have happened in the past that I very briefly wrote down. Um, I remember, so I was uh, probably was probably around the sixth grade and this was with my classmates we 
and of course like there were a few teachers there we we went camping i think i, I don't know how to explain it because we didn't have like um you know it wasn't like i guess there was a campfire intense so i guess you would call it camping but it was it was in a more it wasn't like out in the wilderness it was more um around kind of a semi like industrial uh setting mm. and there were houses you know off in the distance or whatever um but i mean this wasn't this wasn't something that just i saw but this is like um our whole class kind of saw this and i i want to say the the teachers were not nearby we had so basically we had wandered off it was dark out we wandered away from the the campfire and we're just kind of meandering around and there was a it's like a weird light <laughs> i feel like that's how every like ufo <laughs> sighting <laughs> happens but yeah there was this like just really strange light it's not it wasn't like something that I could explain. It wasn't like a, a lamp post or a stoplight or, or something that seemed uh, kind of normal in my eyes. But there was this strange light, uh, maybe four or five feet off the ground. And this is going to sound crazy, but like... <laughs> There was like some figure and it's hard to explain it because it, first of all, first of all, it was like a little bit further off in the distance. So maybe, you know, somebody can explain it or maybe you guys can make sense of it. But the only word that I could use to describe it thinking back was like, it's like a creature or a demon or or something something that like moved with this light and we like all freaked out and of course we're like stupid so we just like kept walking a little bit closer <laughs> to this and it just like vanished it just like vanished in front of our eyes basically and um of course, we were like freaking out, and uh, I don't even think we told the. We might have told the the teachers, but I definitely remember telling my mom because she she like remembers that that time. Apparently, I had like told her, and like was freaking out about it the next day. That she still remembers that. <laughs> um, that's wild. Huh. So yeah, I don't know how this uh, kind of interested. That's just, I have a few other things, but I don't even know how you guys feel about situations like this. If it's just like, this is total BS or uh, <laughs> like. Well, when you say BS, what does that mean? Like. Bullshit. Like. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> like. Like, like this did not happen. Like, like it didn't dreaming, actually happen. You didn't experience or, it. What do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, dig into that a little bit more. Well, 
whatever your interpretation of BS would be, like, let's say it's um, like, oh, there's a reason that it happened or like your eyes were just playing tricks on you kind of situation. And like, it was just a tree and there was a, I don't know what the light would be. Maybe the, there was a hole in the tree and like the moon was behind it or something. I don't know. You know, like, so in other words, like some scientifically explainable explanation that it's either like that angle or like, I don't know. Somebody could say, Oh, it was, it was a dream that felt so real. Like a, like the matrix quote. (laughs) Um, I don't know. How old were you when it happened? Uh, it was in the sixth grade. So say 10, 11, 12. I'm bad with, with age, <laughs> age and grade. <laughs> I think six is typically 12, but yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, my initial gut reaction was that it happened, you know, as you tell it, and that there was some unexplained phenomena um i guess that has to do with knowing you and like you're not somebody to exaggerate things and or like tell ghost stories for no reason (laughs) um Mm. also the fact that there were other people around to validate the experience i think that that has something to say for it have you talked to the other kids who experienced it as adults? And... Uh, no, I, they were, so yeah, they were the, it was when I was going to a, um, it was a, it was a private Christian school. So I only knew them for, you know, two or three years. And then I went to a public school, but, um, yeah, I don't talk to any of them anymore. Did you all talk about it in the days afterward? Or was it just like, that was weird and let it go? Um, I don't think we talked about it that much. I, I remember um, almost like it was a secret. Huh. Like, it's not a secret, but like, you you know if people see something they can't explain i think they naturally tend to not you know speak up because they don't want to be you know labeled a crazy person or Mm -hmm. (laughs) thrown into an institution or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah especially as a kid telling talking to an adult did your mom take it seriously uh yeah i i I don't know at the time i don't think she'd have any reason not to believe me um and who you know who knows at that time like maybe she was just like haha or maybe uh i mean for the fact that she still remembers it makes me want to believe that she believed some of it you know because mm. uh typically something that sounds outlandish and you just kind of throw it away in your head you you won't remember that 
right? I would think. Because it was she like, could tell that it was serious to you and therefore it was serious to her. Yeah. Yeah, I think she believed it. At least at the time. And uh maybe still to this day. <laughs> yeah, it's weird with with certain things like that. I, I think of incentives a lot and it's like there's not um a big enough consequence one way or another to like whether you believe it or not in that one instance mm-hmm. so it's sometimes it's easy to um not sure what i'm trying to say but does that make sense like for your mom for instance right if it was something that couldn't be explained some you know it's not like there's a like a, a, a like oh now you're gonna go kill yourself because of this well if that was the case then you'd have to like take a side and figure out what you're going to do and like or you know is something invading you know i don't know but oh, because yeah. it's like a one-off instance it's like if she doesn't believe you that maybe loses some trust with between you two if she does believe you it keeps some trust and keeps your really as a mom i think most moms are going to have that sort of protective instinct to believe their kids and like how often does that go wrong in, in some cases like <laughs> the kid comes up and like this kid's beating me up at school or whatever and it's like totally not the story that happened whatever but you know like as a parent it's your natural instinct to sort of believe your kids and try to protect them so i uh, maybe there is a consequence to it in, in the sense of that of where it would make sense to again kind of like bryce said i mean yeah you just take it at face value because there's no reason not to or there's no you know, unless you have like some other backstory of being like, I don't believe in unexplained phenomena. I don't trust people who, do, you know, have these weird experiences. Otherwise, it's like, yeah. And I mean, I'm pretty skeptical. <laughs> yeah, the only information Personal. I have is to is this person telling me. So I'll just take it as such. Well, that's interesting because I'm not sure I would take us as a parent. I'm not sure I would take my sixth graders word for it. But I do take david as an adult's word for it mm. you which would, uh, doesn't seem to make any sense but <laughs> his memory from like, from uh, oh, 20 <laughs> whatever <laughs> so marshall if you're if your kid came up to you and shared yeah, the same yeah. story what, what would your response be oh man my actual response um so what are you thinking and then how would you actually respond (laughs) um i mean i probably am a bit skeptical like you know (laughs) kid comes up and is like i saw a ghost or you know um what what's interesting though is i i actually do believe that there's i was gonna say i do believe that there's unexplained events but no kidding sherlock That's why they're called unexplained events. No, right, I, right. I think that there's like UFO. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there's certainly like we don't even know enough about a cell to be able, like a human cell or any life, you know, cell to be able to explain stuff. So the fact mm-hmm. that there's stuff out there that happens that we don't understand just seems like the logical, you know, probabilistic <laughs> approach to life. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm a Christian, so I also believe in a spiritual world and and i think that like there's a whole side of stuff that's non-material and so forth so 
all of that combined, like I'm totally on the side of there's stuff out there that we have no idea what's going on. Um, but then there's also the skeptical side of me that's like, okay, well, I probably want some more information about it, you know? So that's sort of what I think of if my son or I guess daughter came up to me and was like, Hey, I saw this thing. I'd probably sort of talk it through with them. Like, mm. so what do you, th- what do you think of that? What do you do with that? Like, what you, are you scared of it? You know, those kinds of questions more than a like, um, doubt or, or mm. whatever the opposite of doubt is belief. But you wouldn't brush it off and say that's, there's no such thing as ghosts. Or... No, I don't say there's no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> anyway separate conversation the um <laughs> yeah i don't uh and you know it depends upon how how seriously they're taking it too like i've had times where my brothers or kids or whoever growing up you know have a bad dream and if somebody comes up to you and has a bad dream it's like oh i had this bad dream and they're casually talking about it then you hear about their bad dream but if they come up to you and they're like scared to death because of this bad dream and they're sweating then I react a little bit differently. So it's kind of like that, where if they came up to me and they were like telling me as a descriptive thing, I'd be like, okay, you know, as opposed to if it was like, a, and now I'm scared to go to sleep in my room because of this event that happened. So David, what, what did you think it was when you experienced it? And what do you think it was looking back on it now? Um, I don't know. Well, like yeah when i experienced it i mean i i think i just thought it was like a demon mm. like it was because you know it i don't know it and that's the difficult thing to explain because like uh w- like we all had this experience so like if it was just me i'd be like oh yeah it's like my mind is just playing tricks maybe something you know all of our minds are being tricked but yeah my sixth grade my sixth grade self um, was terrified and hmm. wanted to get the hell out of, you know, <laughs> after like purposefully like approaching uh, this this thing. How much time passed before it disappeared? Um, Did it like... Did it have human features? Like, were you making eye contact with it, or? And, and no, and and that's the thing, because it was it was dark. It was like very dark. So like, I you know, if you're like, hey, draw this for me, it would just be like a bunch of darkness. I mean, there was light, but the light was like behind us, and you know, it's so it was far enough away that it you know, it's not like. Uh, shining a flashlight in somebody's face and you can see it so so clearly um so there was light behind you that was illuminating the demon like thing yeah there was light behind us and there was also i remember houses uh you know that had porch lights and stuff so uh and i just i guess combined with the the moon's natural light it wasn't like pitch black but it was, you know, I mean, I, I almost kind of wish I had sat down with like a sketch artist and, 
if if there was you know maybe more details that i had at that time versus now looking back on it oh so it wasn't like an artificial light the way you first described it when you told the story i was picturing like a floating orb or something yeah 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 no that's that's another light yeah Oh, I'm okay. saying there were house lights. Okay. There were other lights behind you or something. There were yeah, other yeah, yeah. lights. Okay. But the only uh, light that was not understood as a man-made or, you know, natural mm-hmm. light is the one in front in front of us. And like it almost seemed like a, a part of this uh figure. Um what made you think it was a demon if it didn't have, if you couldn't see it clearly and it didn't have like human features? Uh, probably just, you know, growing up Christian and, you know, as I mentioned, I was going to a Christian school at that time. So that's, that's kind of where our minds collectively, you know, we, we agreed okay, like what's, what can you, how can you explain this? Uh, because people don't, you know. I mean, why, why the rush to demon? Like why not angel or something like that? Mm. Did it, did you feel like a, yeah, a, I mean, oldness or what, what do you feel when you, a demon? I mean, we were scared <laughs> shitless. <laughs> and I don't know if maybe the, it being night out that had to pl- that played a role in it but it wasn't like the feeling that we all had inside was terror and like fear so that um i don't know that didn't make us feel it was an angel could have been an angel though i guess you know what like i'm gonna have to do some research on and, and hit you guys back up but I want to say in the Bible, it's usually the angels that scare everybody to death and the demons are like not scary. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to trying to imagine what a demon even represents to me. What it would what what one would look like. Like how would you know it was a demon? Yeah. Hmm. If they just want to be your buddy. (laughs) Because when you when I think of demons, I think of like the exorcist, somebody being possessed by something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think of a demon floating through the sky. That's a good point. Definitely in our popular popular culture, there's not like demons just like floating around. They're usually, like you said, possessing somebody. Yeah, I'm sad I didn't have an iPhone at that and time. That, you know, that Wait. also goes back to the Bible though, too, because I don't think that like you know the story where they're they're in the in the guy, there's like all these demons in the one guy, yeah, and then they're like you know, don't want to be cast out. And they're like, well, at least let us go to these pigs. So it's almost like even in the Bible, there's no, like demons can't just float. You know, they have to be like in a body or somehow. Mm. I don't know if that's theologically accurate, but it seems like <laughs> at least that story that comes to mind <laughs> where it, it sure seems like there's angels where they're like sitting on, you know, stones and visiting people mm. and acting like acting like humans or or men or women or whatever it is i don't know about women but um showing up in some form but yeah it's funny like that you said that though uh david because i definitely see feel like i would if fear was the feeling demon is the answer more than angel (laughs) (laughs) 
unless I was a Satanist or, or something. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. That's, I think that's the first time maybe in my life I've heard somebody have share a story like that. So thank you. That was cool. Mm. I don't have anything close to that as a personal experience, like encounters with other unexplained phenomena. Mm-hmm. I think I've had a store. I don't know if you'd call them spiritual experiences. Um, mm. Almost like out of body experiences, you know, kind of, I haven't had the full, you know, like, ejecting like your 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 astral body floating from your physical body and observing your physical body i haven't had i've had something similar but i don't know if i've had the full thing that it's been described as like your astral body floating into the astral plane and then observing your physical body from a from outside are you guys familiar with that or am I just talking mm, no, yeah, talking no. craziness? <laughs> no, I was just listening. I, I believe just David. I don't believe you, Bryce. <laughs> oh, damn. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but no ghost. No ghost. Or UFOs or anything like that. I definitely mm. believe in it though. Yeah, I mean I'm I can't not sure why I believe in it, like, but uh, uh, I do. You know. We didn't all like ingest mushrooms or anything. You know, <laughs> we were just like eating hot dogs and chilling, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. And that was the last one. I mean, there was a there's a couple other like small things, but I don't know. Yeah. That was probably the most personally terrifying one. I'll say that makes me believe it more because that shows you're not the it person like who like showing up all the time, like re- oh, recurring ghost stories. <laughs> I'm yeah. I mean, I'm not like a- afraid of stuff like this. I almost don't even, you know, I, it's like, I don't, I don't believe it myself. And I also don't care to like, wait, you mean you don't believe in what you saw? Yeah, like I I I mean I believe that what I saw I just it's uh I don't know how to explain it. It's like you think there was a natural cause or explanation? I mean that mm, or backing up even know, further than that or like how do you feel about cuz I think I just again jumped to the assumptions here, but because I'm also skeptical. Go ahead, sorry, Marshall. No, yeah. How do you feel about other people? Like, so if somebody else came up and and said what you just said to you, mm-hmm. in the back of your mind, is your default like, oh, that stuff doesn't exist, or is your default like more agnostic or more like pro? Like, no, yeah. that definitely does exist. And yeah, that, yeah, know. that's the thing. Yeah, my default would be like bullshit or. Uh, that's so There's interesting. A natural huh. explanation for it. You would think somebody so, who's experienced something as I, I real know. as that would be more, uh, yeah, on board I'm, with it. I don't know why I feel that way, but 
that's my gut reaction is just like okay <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> okay well buddy. yeah there's some like there's some but i'll sort let of, them like, talk of course skepticism of course but yeah 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 natural you know just like so wait what you want some more details type thing but that yeah that is that is interesting for us like so okay. of the three of us the person that's had the experience <laughs> is the one that maybe we skeptical. should trust you then because <laughs> yeah. i don't yeah and that's just like a knee-jerk reaction of course i you know i will listen i will listen to people talk about stuff like that it's actually really interesting to to listen to mm -hmm. um but it's you know it's also just kind of entertaining to a lot of people as well like how do you disprove it completely you know what someone says they saw like you're you're getting into some weird you know details about it and um like what does it mean to believe or whatever you know yeah i was gonna say or just the assumptions like how because if you don't if, if i could say, say this as straightforward as i can but if you don't believe <laughs> in let's just say ghosts you know call it paranormal activity whatever ghosts let's say if you don't believe in ghosts you probably would never say that you saw a ghost mm. and even that as i'm saying i'm like i don't know if that's accurate because david maybe you're kind of in that boat but where i was going with that is mm -hmm. like the confirmation right so somebody who who kind of thinks that it's possible or somebody who's actively like yeah you know and this is what you hear all the time like i'm more on the side of like yeah, it probably exists. I don't think it happens all the time because if it happened all the time, we would start calling it science because it would be repeatable and measurable and seeable and whatever. Yeah. But because it's outside, I'm like, yeah. It, so because of that, I probably have the ability to accumulate in my mind more examples of cases where it seems iffy or it seems plausible or or maybe even probable or maybe, you know, where the person who just outright denies it, whenever they hear these stories from people, they're automatically just going to put it in the box of more crazy talk. Mm -hmm. And so it confirms their, what they already believe. So I guess where I'm going with all this is it just depends upon how you start out with like what assumptions you make coming to it. You know, like if you assume that it's some sort of light and you walk toward it to check it out, it's different experience maybe than if you assume that demons exist as a sixth grader going to mm -hmm. Christian school. That's a good point. Hmm. Like UFO hunters find a lot more UFOs than people <laughs> who aren't UFO hunters, right? <laughs> like, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what law, I was law of attraction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. very common, commonly, like an easier thing to just be like, okay, like you would you would think that more than half the people that talk about it are just like on acid or something or you know <laughs> <laughs> but just like you guys you know allowed me to speak on it i think it's also good that i allow you know other people to speak on it and you know give them a fair shake and all that 